Do you ever just sit there and go, how did these teenagers save our entire world when they got up to things like this? Waiting for a break in the rain Waiting for the moment to change your lane I came home from the wasteland Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl Created out of nothing like a comic book girl Hey! Okay, so... Legit question about giant squids and the cover of Animorphs Volume Twenty Seven: The Exposed. Should we introduce ourselves? <laughs> how many How many eyes do giant squids have? Two. Two. Because I've always assumed that it's two eyes, uh-huh. and that, uh-huh. but they only ever photograph the squid such that it looks like there's just one eye, just like dead on. Oh, big fear. Well, they're on opposite sides, right? So, like, it's kind of hard to capture both the eyes of... Which doesn't make sense, because aren't squids predators? Aren't predators supposed to be, like, like us? I think that only applies to land animals, right? I, I, uh... I think a squid doesn't really use its eyeballs primarily as its detecti- detection method. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, its body is half spaghetti, so it can kind of just spaghetti <laughs> in also the direction. <laughs> Um, that's a pretty cool fact. Well, anyway, hi, I'm Parker Redivere, and all I really want in life is a jacuzzi. I use she/her. I'm Cassandra Kelly. I use she/her pronouns. I have a vendetta against Humboldt squids, and I'm also having a migraine again. Oh, yeah. My name is she/her pronouns, and I use mm-hmm. Erso Ren. And mm-hmm. today I sat in my bathroom and ate an entire pack of Nerds to stave off scurvy. <laughs> You know, you are, uh, I was, I can't, I was just going to say how I'm proud of you for doing what you need to do and committing a cannibalism. And that would have gotten across the same idea that you're attempting Cassandra, but in a way that is funny. So, uh, should we, should we, should we head in? to our, our class discussions. Uh, I've got a synopsis, so let me, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go for it. All right. Rachel and Cassie are shopping when they encounter Eric, the Chi King, experiencing technical difficulties that leave him paralyzed. You and can't say it like that because it makes it sound it's like he's- It's his rapper name. <laughs> it makes it sound like he's King of the Chi, which- <laughs> No, king he's of the, chi, the- he is not. It's Eric, open quotes, the Chi, close quotes, King. It's- Lil Chi. <laughs> it is it has been zero days since our last foolishness oh my god also zero days since the animorphs last foolishness in spencer's gifts take it away parker i'm gonna take it again rachel and cassie are shopping with the encounter eric king the chi <laughs> that's worse <laughs> <laughs> this is a Eric the Chi. Uh, his last name isn't the Chi. No, his last name is King, which is why I put the Chi. We don't quotes. use last names of any of the other. But we, that's because we don't. Rachel so and Cassie. Hang out with your girlfriend. Rachel and Cassie are shopping when they encounter Eric the Chi King, experiencing technical difficulties <laughs> that leave him paralyzed and hologramless. Using. Food? Using absolute cloud tactics, the Animorphs yeah. rescue Eric from the mall and return him to his home base in the King household, where they learn that all Chi on Earth have been immobilized and decloaked. And, to restore them to full functionality, the Animorphs must board a Pemelite ship at the bottom of the ocean. 
They activate battle morphs to rescue a Chi named Lords from a trap house raid and barely escape a showdown with controllers and gardens personnel with their hostage and their lives. Team, activate battle morphs. <laughs> battle morphs! Our mighty morphin teens are at it again. <laughs> Upon regrouping, the Animorphs agree that to get to the Pemlite ship, they're going to need sperm whale and giant squid morphs, but they have no idea how to acquire those animals, and they part ways in despair, only for a sperm whale to beach itself nearby mere hours later. Hmm. Rachel and the others wonder if they're being cosmically messed with as they infiltrate a sharing whale rescue effort, and Rachel and Tobias cheat their way into whale acquisition and squid retrieval. The Animorphs race down to the Pemelite ship in a squid morph and reactivate the Chi, but they also begin a Chi self-destruct countdown. Visser 3 shows up, and their newest adversary is revealed, the Drode, a cosmic tampering trickster servant of Krayak. A cosmic raisin. <laughs> Uh, yes. The Animorphs and Visser 3's cronies duke it out, and all seems lost until Eric shows up at the last minute to deactivate the self-destruct. The Pemelite ship sends our savior teens and their Yurk adversaries to time out, but the Drode escapes. Also, there's a side plot where this guy asks Rachel out a lot, and she's like, nah. Well, she's like, she's like, hmm, nah. He's very persistent, and it's very annoying, and she has, like, half of a qualm about it. That's my synopsis of our of our journal today. I'm so glad you've synopsed this book. I have synops. <laughs> I have synopsized. So yeah, what do we think about this? It is a beautiful day in Southern California, and you are a horrible drode. Should we talk about the drode? Should we start with the drode? I hate thinking about it. The migraine meds just hit. Oh, it's gonna be one of those discussions. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. There is an instance, I, unfortunately, I didn't take very good notes for this one, but there is an instance I, I have in my notes, woohoo, knocking people unconscious with cranial trauma. I don't remember I when that, that happens. Too again. Is that early on? Yeah. The Animorphs are back to their old habits. Do they smash the guy at Spencer's Gifts in the head? Yeah. Oh yeah, Marco does a thing. Rachel gives him a hint, or somebody gives him a hint, and he's just, and he just doesn't pick up on it, and she's sort of like, uh, uh, she sort of indicates to the the heavy object above the yeah. head of the employee <laughs> at the Spencer's gift. That's, that's cranial trauma is no joke, uh, and they should stop. They should figure out other ways to briefly incapacitate the people who they need to uh, temporarily remove. Okay, so they 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 attempt to sell Eric for five thousand dollars, and by attempt to sell him, I mean they they disguise him. They disguise him as a uh, as like a movie prop or something, or as like a kitchen as like a kitchen robot. Uh, and they they put a five thousand dollar price tag on him. I don't know how much that is in today's money. I love the part where Eric is like, "I'm actually worth several billion dollars," and like, "Yes, Eric, know your worth. <laughs> your capitalist worth, but still." Yeah. Oof. What do you think your worth is? Like. Five dollars and a couple of peanuts. <laughs> Thirty-seven fifty and a hot meal. <laughs> oh, I'd love a hot meal. I'm worth a hundred dollars, but half off on Tuesdays. Rare. <laughs> I don't. What you got this chainsaw that keeps malfunctioning, Cassandra? You should really take a look at that because uh, that, that could be really dangerous. You know, is it Cassie? Yeah, Cassie. Uh, Cassie has the bit. Uh, yes, it's the latest thing from KTEL. It's the all-new kitchen droid. It slices and dices. It can even make so Julie Ann's fries. Maybe yes. Julianne fries? A woman a woman asks skeptically. Anyone's fries, Cassie said, her voice tinged with desperation. <laughs> Cassie's voice is tinged with desperation anytime she has to interact with anyone that isn't, like, 
a sick raccoon. <laughs> I too find myself paralyzed and desperate when confronted with a human being who I need to interact with, especially if I have to be telling them not the truth. See, this is where I'm 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 a Marco. I'm I'm like assigned Marco at birth because I love to just <laughs> make stuff up. I'm not AMAB. I love to just make stuff up and I would have had a blast in Cassie's place. I would have been like, oh yeah, man, it's from this cool new indie movie coming out or whatever. I imagine when Cassie's sort of sort of talking up the kitchen droid and saying how that this is like a, a mock-up or a prototype, she'll hand out her uh, her Cindy Crawford business cards and be like, give me a call. We'll talk about distribution. Give me a um, call at one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eight nine, ten. <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness the uh the sort of interaction where rachel tells marco to plunge a guy into unconsciousness is on the next page look out i yelled at the clerk that lava lamp is about to fall on your head and knock you out huh he looked up and marco totally missed his cue i said it's about to knock you out <laughs> i repeated glaring pointedly at marco oh sorry marco said in thought speak he reached out one can hand fist and gently tapped the clerk on the head <laughs> and he was killed yeah, he yeah. was killed. And he suffered permanent brain damage that he didn't have good enough health insurance for, so he went deeply into debt, ended up homeless, and eventually died. <laughs> anyway. I love brain trauma. Yeah, uh, yeah, making, yeah, it's not even a yerk, not even a controller, like, don't do this to a poor teenager. Doesn't Spencer's gift sell all the terrible sexist t-shirts, though? It used to. It's been, it's recently been reformed to be oh, good. a part of the feminist agenda. I thought that this was a, they were referring to a business that just didn't exist anymore. I guess I, I live under a rock, so. No, we had to reform Spencer's. We reclaimed it. The feminists reclaimed it. The intersectional feminists reclaim, reclaimed raunchy t-shirts and lava lamps. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I want to be able to morph. We know. It's not fair. Complain to the government. Or even better, seize the means of morphing from the government. No, I can't, we can't, guys, we can't talk about seizing the means of production, or the means of morphing from the government. I feel like that's probably something we should, you know, try to keep on the DL. Mm. It's just, it's just, you never know who could be listening. Who's listening? Who would listen to us talk? Okay, uh, yeah, it's all very suspicious that they managed to get... Marco, who's carrying a sandwich board for a, a, a fake King Kong versus Godzilla movie. <laughs> who did who did this? Who did the drawing? I don't know. You'll be just going about your business one day and you're, there will be a knock on the door and you open up and it's Richard Dixon. And then he rips off the mask and it's a gorilla. <laughs> he taps you and you fall like a sack of wet, wet cement and you wake up and there's a giant raisin Rain man damage. standing over you. Okay. Uh, so the drone manifests... <laughs> Does the droid use he him? The droid uses it its pronouns. Okay. It does. Mm -hmm. The droid manifests its sort of like reality bending properties. God, I wish that were me. First, when Marco in Gorilla Morph holding an obviously sort of written by a child sandwich board for a fake movie carries a robot with Bill Clinton's face wearing Abercrombie and Fitch out of a highly populated mall and onto a bus where nobody else is. There. Do you ever just sit there and go, how did these teenagers save our entire world when they got up to things like this? <laughs> the droid planted the idea in their minds to do this in the first place. It was all part of <laughs> it was all part of its plan. All part of its to... cunning plan. <laughs> 
and cause extreme ridiculous chaos. So do we think that the droid did this? Do we think the droid's real? The droid, I feel well, like... Well, you know what I think. I feel like the droid is... like Maybe if you don't believe in the Alamist, I think the droid could still be like feasible. I like the droid as a concept, but I don't believe I like the droid as a person. Cassandra, is it... I like it... the droid as a friend and a lover. <laughs> Cassandra! <laughs> Rub your hands over my raisiny body. <laughs> Uh, so, Cassandra, wait, Cassandra, is it palatable to you, mm. even if the Elemist and or Krayak don't exist, that the Drode exists? Sure, why not? It's fun and sexy. <laughs> but it... <laughs> your, suppositor your suppository reasoning goes to the Drode. <laughs> oh, my God. But not the Elemist? Okay. Okay, so so cloud tactics aside, they they managed to make it to the chi. Clown tactics is my new band name. Clown tactics aside is my new band name. That's true. Clown tactics aside. So point it. So POV, right? You're sitting on the couch. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Having a snack uh -huh. and enjoying Continue. your favorite television program. When all Takis of a sudden. and uh, Shira, the new one. Very good. I don't watch TV. I don't know. I guess Popcorn and Princess Tutu? Probably Chickpea Snacks and uh, the Ooh, MacGyver reboot. All of a sudden, you find yourself less and less able to get the snacks to your mouth. This happens to me sometimes, honestly. And 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 as as you as your body ceases motion entirely, and you continue to watch your television program because your your head is facing forward, the the fake illusory human body that you carry around all the time to interact normally with society falls away and exposes your true android Huge skeleton mood. form. Okay, this is sounding more and more like reality. <laughs> Yeah. It's What's just the purpose of bringing this up again. It's just a really I don't wild. Know, I lost track. It's just a really wild situation. He's literally couch bound. No, that's not the word. <laughs> couch. Cou couch surfing? No. Couch surfing? Couch bound? Couch oh, I, lo I love couch that potato. web comic. I love the web comic. <laughs> no, what's the word that people use for when they've had a little bit too much of the of the ca the cannabinabinus and they can't get <laughs> off the couch? The munchies? It's just really wild. Uh, anyway, they figure out the the chi ship is down below the waves. There's some chi in very dangerous situations. There's a chi in a nuclear test silo, or is it a power plant or something like that? If you were a chi, what would and you, you want And you were your... stuck in horse morph. <laughs> if you were a chi and you were forced to project a horse hologram. Oh my god. That's not even what I was going to ask, but I will now pivot the joke. Let's say... Yes, you were forced to project... The image of a horse. Hold what on, you... I have—I already have questions, but I'll let you finish. What job as a horse do you choose to do? I just want to be like flowing wild and free, man, mm. in the breeze, just a wild horse. So what? If anyone tries to touch me, they'll be like, "Oh, that's not a horse." No, they—they they, they have hard light hologram. What's the kind of horse that does the really funny walk with its front legs? Because you would have to do that because your legs don't bend like a horse's legs because you're a, a dog robot person. Dog robots or dogots. Dog, dog android. Dog, android. Dogbots. <laughs> Dandroid. That's just an android named Dan. We are losing it today. Um, it's the nervous energy. Apologies, <laughs> Professor Leon. One of us has a migraine. Oh yeah, blame it all on me. I'm just like this always. I know. I guess so. They gotta go rescue some chi. They rescue a chi from a trap house. It gets really messy. I keep thinking you're gonna say cheese for some reason. I'm, I'm not. Which is, I guess, the plural of chi. No, I think chi is the plural of chi. Chi is like deer and <laughs> sheep. They're cheese? not. What if it used to be cheese and then English was invented and then she were like, oh, we have to change it. <laughs>
¿Dónde está? ¿Dónde están los quesos? ¿Qué? ¿Robato? Los quesos. What are you talking about? ¿De qué estás hablando? The cheese! The cheeses! Sí, pero ¿por qué estás usando español? Ah, uh, yes. Los quesos, los robots que exactly. um, look like. I don't know how to say look like. Let's say, hypothetically, you're stuck in Horse Morph in an incredibly important mission to, like, rescue uh, a friend, and then your mom shows up and shoots you with a tranquilizer dart. What an embarrassing situation for Cassie. Like, I mean, I guess she's not really, she's got bigger things to worry about. Mom, don't ruin it. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm having fun with my friends. Rachel does say, Cassie, your mommy is shooting at us. Oh, I don't <laughs> think you could recover socially from that. Yeah, that was so bad it's like hey remember that time that your mom tried to tranquilize us all remember when, that time when your mom shot me directly in the butt with a tranquilizer <laughs> it, it speaks to how ludicrous their lives already are that this event isn't like Life a thing that sticks with cassie right exactly they spend an entire chapter getting the name Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea wrong which i found infuriating <laughs> that was so funny. As a student of Jules Verne myself. Uh, chapter 14, the fact that Marco was doing some gorilla shenanigans comes back to bite them because people in town just start, like, spreading rumors about gorillas. Somebody said they saw him abduct a child, one woman said nervously. I'm afraid to let my kids out of sight. So it's like, what if, what if the child napping gorilla shows up? <laughs> Cassandra, is this normal in California? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. Like, escaped from a movie set or something and roaming the streets yeah. of LA. It's like, <laughs> captures children. What? If a gorilla captured a child. Would it capture it like, like this, this or like this? this? <laughs> okay, never got that joke out of the way. If, we get, if a gorilla captured a child, <laughs> do you think it would, like, bring it back to the forest? Or, like, and, like, hang with it? Or do you think it would, like, be like, I must eat you? <laughs> Oh, to be a feral child raised by gorillas in the forest. Yeah. We should okay, hold on. Let me let me go get a piece of dialogue from the droid and then we'll all read it in, oh. in the in the voice that we think that the droid yes. speaks in. Yes, yes, yes. Parker, uh, give me my line. What's my line? Uh line. <laughs> Line. <laughs> this is actually an extra. Uh, yeah. So, so Professor Leo told me that we'd get extra credit if we uh, if we did droid voices. Um, <laughs> so I feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> I don't care. I want to do it. I want to do it. Keep it going. Okay. So, Cassandra, I know that you're allergic to extra credit assignments, but like, I figured that this would be. I don't be... care. This is funny. Let me do my droid voice. <clears throat> Ah-ha-ha, <laughs> wonderful, lovely, perfect, the droid cackled happily. I love the smell of battle. Oh, Jake, are you dead yet? That's mine. Oh, that was really good. I love it. Thank you. You're up next. You wonder why Krayak destroyed the planets, the droid said enraged. What tedious creatures they were. Pacifist androids, what is the point of machines that cannot kill? They could have ruled the galaxy with their chi as warriors. That was amazing. I can't top that. That was incredible. <laughs> oh, thanks. Wait, you absolutely oh, you can to. top that. Yes, isn't it? You could survive this debacle. Just do us one small favor. Kill your tiresome cousin. Krayak would like to see that. So would I. Kill Jake. Oh, that was so that was good. good. That's good. I like that. Thank you. 
I like um, nice. However, I do have a request. Erso, I know you can do a lovely transatlantic accent. <laughs> and for some reason, my brain was like, sexy old Hollywood transatlantic accent road, and I would love to hear oh a my God. line in your transatlantic accent. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, how do you do transatlantic accent again? It's like... That's like your radio announcer voice that you did. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so hard. Oh, yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. You know, Craig, do you right to rise to these regions? You're already more accustomed. <laughs> oh, God. That's very good. <laughs> car wreck <laughs> no that was very good that was beautiful holy crap as you said that i just like sort of transposed a like big white curly mustache onto my sort of vision of the drode <laughs> and it worked really well the imagined version of the drode that i have in my mind looks absolutely horrifying so imagining it with a it's a big white curly KFC man mustache. Yes. Oh my God. I'm not sure if it's making it better or worse. So what do we think? All right, here's a here's a like an an analysis question. We're gonna put on our serious goggles. We're gonna strap on our serious suspenders, and we're gonna discuss this book in a serious fashion. The last time I wore suspenders was when I was going through my baby queer phase, and I don't want to think about that again. I would love to think about it. This sounds hilarious. All right, let's let's get let's 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 get serious here. Rachel sort of strong arms Tobias into cheating during the drawing the straws to see yeah. who's gonna go who's gonna go acquire the whale. Yeah, I had complicated feelings about. So, that. what do we think about that? Let's talk about that. I was like, on one hand, it's kind of cute in a way, but on the other hand, it's so deeply dysfunctional and messed up. Mm-hmm. Jake is drawing straws. Jake is sort of like, he puts his hand behind his back, he puts them out in his fist, pick, short ones are whales. Device lands on a broken piece of wooden fence. I'm in on this, he said. I met his fierce gaze. I looked hard at him, as hard as he looked at me. No, he said, in thought speak only I could hear. I narrowed my eyes and pressed my lips tight together. I couldn't thought speak, but Tobias would get the message. Rachel, no, he said. I am not going to help you get yourself killed. Marco drew a straw, a long one. Cassie drew long straw. I glared at Tobias. Okay, fine, he snapped in angry surrender. The second from your left. I pulled the second straw from the left. Short, I announced, holding it up. My turn, Tobias said. Jake walked over to him and held out his hand. Tobias pecked at a straw with his beak. Short, he said, looking hard at me. I shot Tobias a furious glare. He hated the water. He could never... What do we think? I think that, like, when do do these two people communicate about anything? When does anybody communicate about anything in this team? (laughs) When do people talk about their feelings at all? Right. Just like, oh my god... It just feels like they're going off of so much unspoken stuff, like, regularly. I am impressed by the fact that Rachel can communicate so much by just looking at Tobias. Like, I, I can't do that with my face, I don't think. I could, I, I don't think I could sort of load a sort of expression with semantic weight to the degree that she does. Maybe she just has really expressive eyebrows. Maybe, but then people would notice that. This is like a, a this is like directed well, thought speak, like, but It's like in a knowing face. stare, you know? You know... It wasn't just this one stare, but, like, everything she's doing, like, the... Because she says she wants to be a whale. Yeah, every, mm-hmm. I think the, the scenes leading up to this sort of implies that she will basically do whatever it takes. But that interferes with the democratic process that they've set up here, with the sort of, yeah. like, even chances that they've attempted to establish. And it, it infuriates Jake, because he knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, he somehow, probably because he manages to catch a look at Rachel while she's sort of, like 
communicating with Tobias. Just knows the two of them. Mm -hmm. Jake grabbed my arm and pulled me aside for a private word. Don't you ever do that again, he said, far angrier than I'd suspected. It's your fault Tobias is going. Remember that next time you decide to make fools of the rest of us. Like, it's really wild. This, this to me, I remember a, a, a long time ago, in one of our earlier discussions about one of the earlier journals, we were talking about um, the sort of leadership structure of the Animorphs. And we were talking about Jake's sort of status as the leader and whether or not that's backed up with any sort of, like, ability to enforce the rules or um, if there's any weight to that. And I think that this is one of the first times that that's being really tested. Not just, like, people are going to, you know, go do their own thing, but, like, he's actively being defied. Mm -hmm. he, he creates what he sort of thinks is a fair process and he becomes aware that it's not fair and that people have subverted it on purpose and have tried to hide it from him. Sounds familiar, politically speaking. <laughs> Does Rachel did Rachel gerrymander this election? <laughs> yeah. Rachel's a Republican and she gerrymandered. I we can't sex. we can't say that Rachel's a Republican, y'all. We can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to claim that 12-year-olds who lived 100 years ago were or were not one side of the aisle. No, I don't think any of the kids would have actually voted Republican, but, like, she did gerrymander this <laughs> I just realized I just realized that hawk-assisted cheating, if you acronym it, it becomes hack. She hacked <gasps> this election. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I'm trying to think of some a way to add the K on the end. Hawk-assisted cheating. Hawk-assisted hawk cheat codes with a K. No. <laughs> Hawk-assisted cheating knowledge. Hawk-assisted cheating knowledge. That's not bad, yeah. Okay, so Rachel feels a degree of personal responsibility here because she sort of opens the way for Tobias self-destructively volunteering for this thing. And by volunteering, yeah. I mean continuing to cheat and, like, placing himself... I read it as Tobias, like, being like, oh, if you're going to put yourself in danger, I'm going to put myself in danger to right. see how it feels. Right, and mm -hmm. everybody knows that he's going to do this, because this is the way that Tobias is. Like. Call that mental illness, baby. Right, and she feels responsible for that. She feels responsible and for the way that he's And he feels acting. responsible for her. <laughs> it's a very messed up situation that they're all presented with. I mean, everyone is, because it's about a war. They're child soldiers. But do they talk about the fact that their leadership structure is, like, was actively compromised this book? I think they talk about it later. Not specifically about this book, but they talk about their leadership structure. Good, because I, like, cause... I mean, the droad, the droad also kind of points it out. The droad? The droad! The droad! Uh, especially because Tobias acquiring the whale just, like, by itself is way more difficult than any of the other animorphs acquiring the whale, because they've got to infiltrate the, the whole sharing mm, thing. Absolutely. Um, it's just, like... I liked the whale part. Sorry, continue. I just want to say I have thoughts about the whale. So when are they going to talk about their sort of leadership structure? And when are they going to sort of directly address the fact that Tobias has, like, a death wish and, like, a like a martyrdom complex? Mm. Uh, like, when never. are they going to talk about that? These children don't talk to each other, and it's so They're frustrating children. to me. They hate talking about their feelings. I yeah. talked about my feelings all the time with my friends when I was this age. Did you have to deal with this kind of stuff? All of us were gay, though, so, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, all these kids are gay, too. Kids. I'm pretty sure everyone at this age, I'm pretty sure everyone I knew was convinced I was going to shoot up the school, so, like... Mm, likewise. Clearly, we didn't talk about our feelings. <laughs> anyway, I have a whale thought. Whale thought? A whale of a thought. Whale, whale, whale. I like the whale scene because I liked that we get to see a depth to Rachel's character where she's like, wow, 
I feel really bad for this whale. It's like really important to me. I want to help save the whale. Like I'm, I'm, I'm vibing with Cassie on this one. And I thought it was a nice scene that um, was like a good sort of, it shows that even though Rachel thinks of herself as a remorseless killer sometimes, or she's worried that's what she's becoming, she also has this very compassionate and caring side. And Absolutely. I liked that. Charismatic I mean, megafauna for the women. For a reason. Yeah, she's friends with Cassie for a reason. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one uses fax machines, but call, you'll hear the noise. Statues left by ancient Greeks, the perfect cheeks of goddesses and boys. Piled in the closet, broken toys. I really like the part where they're diving down, like, so, Ooh. so deep. That was like, I love things that can really easily be construed as like vehicles for psychological discussions in books. And this was just like Hmm. the isolation that she's undergoing is like so fascinating and the like the sensory deprivation. Mm -hmm. I feel like if Rachel were born like 10 or 20 years after she was, Rachel would be, she'd be really mad about Vaporwave um, given what she tells us in the first couple chapters about the way that she sort of thinks about the mall. Like, she really actually likes the mall. And she doesn't want people being, like, ironic or sarcastic about a place that she sees as a refuge. I, that's one of the things that I have in common with Rachel, is that I, I am not really... I don't dabble in irony, and I just like things for the reasons that they're intended to be liked a lot of the time. Yeah. Which is sometimes I like to do problematic. Both. You know, depending on, depending on what the thing is. Sometimes it's fun to like something ironically. Sometimes it's fun to like something genuinely well it's it's not that vaporwave is ironic about the mall it's that it uses it as a symbol of like stasis and emptiness and like a sort of uh a veneer of placid normalcy over just like an awful hollowness you know i think that's part of that's part of what irony is (laughs) i mean i get i don't know if i i don't know i'm not very good at irony rachel really likes them all and i think this was the first time i'd ever read anything about anybody really like loving them all i like shopping but i don't like all the walking that's involved in a mall i can't stand them all but i do like shopping the mall is fine the mall would be fine if i didn't have to be on my feet all the time well i mean you don't I know, but I'm too lazy to buy a wheelchair. <laughs> She'd get I'm really like, wow. Think about like the deep ramifications of like her like diving down hundreds of thousands of feet, and like she's oh, feeling like a killer and a horrible person alone with herself in this darkness. And you're like, yeah, if she was born later. She'd be <laughs> she'd be really bad, mad about vaporwave. Hey, at least I didn't interrupt you with a raunchy joke. <laughs> it's true. blue. It's blue. Squid blood Ooh. is blue. Squids are royalty. Wow. <laughs> Just like blood. spiders. Surprising, surprising absolutely nobody. What's the line that they keep using? Down to black death. Like, they sort of really emphasize... The bubonic plague? They, <laughs> they emphasize the lightlessness of it all, and it's... Definitely gets at the sort of feelings that I have about deep the deep sea and how terrifying deep sea fish and deep sea organisms are which are like whoa God. um yeah she horrifying. runs into an anglerfish at one point does she literally um i think so like really a, i missed that a fluorescent fish with like a light in front of it i think it is a a very frank and very evocative account of this sort of extreme and terrifying experience 
It is clownish to me that the Pemolite ship is just shaped like a big, like, fluffy, like, plush I, dog. It's a Snoopy. Um, it's just a Snoopy. It's cute. I want to um, live there. I want to live there, too. I also love that the, the sort of ship AI that runs things is just like, does anybody need any water? Uh, I brought you some snacks. I understood you're doing some intense physical activity. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure y'all are doing good. Like, it's just very sweet. Yeah. It does seem like paradise. I want the Pemolite ship, but, like, <laughs> to try to help me with doing, like, very normal things. Like, it's interpreting everything that you're doing as, like, something a dog is trying to do. So... <laughs> Imagine a dog trying to, like, make breakfast, and the Pemolite ship is like, here, no, I'll help you with that. But, like, <laughs> it just is like a doting mother. Oh, you know, the feeling that you had about uh, about the deep water and about Rachel's sort of, like, dun, dun. sort of dark night of the soul dun, dun. in the deep water... Um, I had the same sort of, I had the same sort of feeling, the same sort of like, oof, you know, what hit me really hard on page 60. Um, I am trying to make a point, Cassandra. I had the same sort of feeling on page 60 where they're describing, she's describing the, uh, the interior of the Pemolite ship and it's just like beautiful and idyllic and there's long feathered sort of snake-like things sort of wafting through the air gently. There's like a projection of like clouds. And like beautiful skies and stuff and there's like a meadow and like a river and stuff the sentence that hit me the heart really hard was after all the thousands of years it was all still working only the dead silence lay as a grim reminder of a species lost like you come into this beautiful sort of paradise thing and you realize that it's empty because everyone's dead and it's just like oof, that that hit me really hard yeah considering they just fought the howlers and then they have to deal with like or didn't fight the howlers as the case may be Yes. I have to deal with, like, confronting the innocence that is inherent in... Oh! As, I see as part mean. of that engagement, it's tragic. I liked when the ship was like, you can't play nice, go away. <laughs> I wish I could do that IRL. I mean, I guess I do kind of do that sometimes when people are annoying me, I kick them out of my house, but I can't do that right now, in general. That's why I like throwing parties at my own place, because if someone, if I'm just like, I'm done talking to people, everyone get out of my house now. Cheese self-destruct disabled, and we are very sorry to say the hostility containment program has been activated. What a shame to spoil our lovely time with fighting. Once repairs have been made on all injured parties, we will have to ask you to leave the ship. No, I want to stay forever. Anything else we want to say about volume 27, the exposed... No, I missed you guys last week. I'm so glad that I can be here. This one. Yeah, that's gay. We yes. missed you too. I want to go fry eggplants. I'm going to go make more soup. I'm going to go eat some more nerds. Yeah. Uh, next week, we Cannibalism. are reading Animorphs Volume 28, The, the Experiment, <laughs> which features Axe morphing into a cow on the cover. Cursed. Have I ever told you about that girl I know who dated a guy with a cow fetish? Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Stay <laughs> safe. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Stay safe. The Morph Report is now on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility and we want to provide transcripts for our podcasts. However, we are not able to keep up with the transcripts ourselves for much the same reason that we care about accessibility in the first place. To help offset these costs, we have introduced two preliminary tiers on Patreon at a $2 and $5 level, and we are working on more. If you're interested in supporting us so that we can transcribe our episodes and also so that we can pay for our hosting fees on Pinecast, please look us up or follow the link in the episode description or on Twitter. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks to Noelle Micarelli for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl, off the EP Field Notes from Another Place, and Complicated Spoon. 
You can find more of their music at noelmicarelli.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You could follow us on Twitter at MorphReport. If you have a question for the Podmorphs, tweet at us or send us an email, and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorphin desire. Check it out. We'll see you there. Oh yeah, man. Uh, anybody who's gonna come up with me, man, is gonna get all okay. Mess with him, man. I don't even care what he's gonna say. That's pretty good.